0: Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Good morrow, otterites. This is episode 177. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. And uh, it's my turn to Captain uh, Otterites. So this is, of course, Code of Honor, second uh, Friday of the month. And as we have been doing, these are themed Code of Honors based on the Our Heroes episode that you will hear next week. So this is the uh, the uh, aperitif to oh, the, ma- a knife. To the a main knife. course of next week. The antipasta? Yes. Uh, I was going to uh,
1: call it the titillation t- leading to next week's consummation. Oh, aren't you so... Uh, that might, might be the winner for us. I mean...
0: Uh, I think we might be surrounded here, I I prefer culinary metaphors. But, I mean, I guess if you were to so work penetration... you could go with that... <laughs> Yeah, if you work the word penetration into your Let's metaphor, see, yes, the the titillation to next week's consummation
1: of the penetrating discussion, that might just be a winner. Yeah, i, I, I was going to say I don't yeah. know how we can compare with that. That's just yeah, like over the top. All
0: right, if you if you listened a bit, you know that that Robert and I are very fond of the innuendos. Yes, Francis tries to avoid them. Uh, he he's of a, a a little bit more of a his. Character fiber perhaps leads him away. And from yet that I'm a the only more. one that's ever dropped the f bomb on air. So. No,
1: no, 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 no. Robert has. Robert. I used it because when we talked about what was it? Uh, Actually, was it the the uh, the,
0: the beginning the, of the philosophers or? No,
1: no. I, I want to say it was. Even though I, I've been listening to the episode uh, recently about uh, how did this happen, uh, the rise of fascism. Uh, I was thinking that. Somewhere in one of those World War II episodes, I thought it was The Rise of Fascism, I dropped it because I said the world went effing crazy, yeah, or something like that. Um, and Except you gave us the full Monty. Yes, I gave yeah. the full Monty. Yes, yes,
0: we did not edit that one out. Yes, because I specifically
1: we, said not to, because there was no other way to express that.
0: Yes. And we did not, we edited it out uh, when Francis did it. And yes. Francis uh, did not plan his, Robert did. So, onward and upward, again, episode 177, Code of Honor geared towards our uh, philosopher for this uh, week, and that philosopher is Immanuel Kant. Um, Yes. He's pretty hard to wrap your arms around. Uh Uh-huh. Perhaps even more so than than Hume or Locke or anybody that we've done up to this point. Well, to quote Monty Python, as philosophers go, he's the big one. I don't
1: know. A lot of the quotes that I'm reading through, because I've read quite a few now, um, I don't have a problem wrapping my mind around what he's saying. I, I think he's very... I'm understanding. I My problem with him, is, as I said in the, the pre-show prep, is, well, I I could agree with one of his quotes, but I would take in a far different direction than he would. Right. Yeah, his subtext travels along
2: with him, and that's what we're kind of applying as we go yeah. along. Yeah, my right. subtext... Obviously, every <laughs> subtext will,
1: will travel with him. I mean, that's, yeah. that's standard. But uh, where I would go with each of these statements would be, I think, far different than he Right.
0: Did. And certainly we're going to dive into that next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a guy with, a, like, a 50-year writing career here. Um, some of his, his main works are not written until he's well into his 40s and 50s. And he lives to be in his 70s. Uh, and, and there's a lot of baggage and a lot of mileage out of a lot of this stuff. But I thought I would go ahead and start us off with the quotes. Please, go right ahead. And then we, as normal, we'll turn it over to Francis... And then Robert the Hammer will finish the job for us. All right. So, simply to acquiesce in skepticism can never suffice to overcome the restlessness of reason. So, Khan is a, a an Enlightenment figure, and he's trying to make sense of what is the Enlightenment, what is reason, what are the... Parameters of human reason and what's going on with us. How do we begin to learn and understand? So I like this quote in that I'm probably the resident skeptic of the group. That's fair. Yes, that's fair. Um, but there, you have to understand there is a limitation then to reason or uh, to skepticism. I was gonna say yeah, because you, you can't just be a skeptic. What's what's next?
1: Right. What's the point? Because if you say, "Well, I doubt that," to yeah. everything—that's right. What's the
2: point? Yeah, you, you know, to believe in uh, to believe, to deny everything is to believe in
1: nothing. Well, it's not even denial. A skeptic doesn't necessarily deny.
2: Uh, doubt. That's right. Yeah. So that's a better yeah. Right.
0: Word it's it's a the skeptics term is prove it. Uh, yes. Or or you know, if you're from Missouri, show
1: me. Right. And in many ways, to me, the skeptics. Uh, and this is not to denigrate you, you specifically, Martin, but the skeptic's um, point of view with that prove it. I think it's a very intellectually lazy position. Well,
2: that's what Kant's talking
1: about, right? Because it's basically about? saying, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't have to figure anything out for myself. You have to prove it to me." Because to me, it's also a very uh, morally uh, uh, passive. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, oh shoot, condescending. Position. Uh, Yeah, it is because you're saying basically, you know, you if you if you're telling it right, you have to prove it to me. Show me. Uh, You're saying, well, you have to convince me of your position. Well, you're
2: taking the power position in the
1: argument. Yes, you're taking the power position. You know, when you're that's why we are guilty or innocent until proven guilty. uh, Because the innocence is the power position. Right. You have to prove the guilt. If you have to prove the innocence, it changes the power structure. Uh, So it's it's intellectually lazy as well as. Uh, falsely claiming the the moral
0: high ground. You know, I, I think you guys just right to the heart of it. You crack the nut right away. Uh, again, skepticism is fine. However, there, as he says, your reason is restless. It's going to search for answers. Right. Well, yeah. That's, pure skepti- that's the pure skepticism. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, pure skepticism. Uh, it, the reason it's lazy is because that's all it does it right. doesn't do anything with that it doesn't explore the question right. it just poses the question right. it just always says
0: no and
2: doesn't do anything right
0: as francis says that's only so far along it's you know it is it's it is intellectually lazy in that it says i'm a skeptic you prove it you know the reason would then guide us to yes i'm a skeptic i want you to prove it but i will be an active participant in that proof, in that I will challenge you and and push you, and as we always say, it sharpens the blade. Yes. You know, uh, disagreement, not necessarily disagreement, but uh, skepticism sharpens the blade. It makes you sharpen your argument. Perhaps
1: the difference between a, a Martinesque skepticism and the kind that he's railing against is... The prove it, show me, show me I'm wrong. Prove that you're right. Versus why? You yeah. ask why yes. you, with your skepticism.
0: I'm a skeptic. A why and a how. Lay out your argument for me and let me process that with my reason. Does that then match my experience? Does that match what I, what I have experienced? That is in my uh, set of arguments.
1: Right. And is my experience, you know, it, 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 just to, to, to give you the benefit of the doubt uh, for the listeners, doesn't mean that your experience is always tantamount to perfection or correctness. It's, is my, the question then becomes, is my experience too limited in that I don't have the, 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 right. to be, you know, to take your position? Right. You're open to having your mind expanded. Right, it,
0: I'm willing to accept the challenge of your argument.
1: Yes, that that's a great way to put it. Accept the challenge of your argument. Uh, that it, is excellent.
0: And it, I have to work through then. Where can I find a flaw here? And you're using reason as your guide. Reason yes. and for Kant, part of your reason is your experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What because you mean? What you what you know is what you have experienced. Yes.
1: Um, exactly, because he, he says
0: all knowledge begins with experience, which you can make an argument for that. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, you know, we're, we are fans of, of course, books here at Snakes and Otters. We, we love reading, that's a good way to learn things. But there is more to it than that. You have to, to go beyond the book experience and have a life experience
1: to quote a certain admiral i'll do it before uh francis does we learn by doing
2: oh you beat me to it damn it jim okay <laughs>
0: that's right. damn it jim um so that's what i, I you know i knew you guys would run with this quote and and really give a lot to it and it, it, it's it's well there's a lot of truth to that because again
1: yeah. you know i i What he's railing against, I don't know that a whole lot of... Well, I don't know how to say that, yes. Probably in today's world, most people are in the camp that he is railing against. That intellectual laziness, that inability to actually explore the question put before them.
0: Yes, I mean, that's part of his thing, too, is, uh, well, you know, if I have a a preacher to correct me and uh, a doctor to take care of me, then... I can just check out and be and not think. I don't think that's because that's that's one of his things. Is well, then no, you need to be thinking. It's right. not enough just to have someone telling you your diet. I, think I about
1: it. I don't know that that quote necessarily goes there because to me the uh, as we have defined the skeptic as in you know the prove it show me Yeah. because uh, really that's. Uh, what he said, because you're saying that you know, uh, the doctor saying you know you're dying and It's like, well, no, you gotta do better than that. That's actually a very skeptic point of view. But that, but what you're saying, how that should be used, is is the way we think of a skeptic. Okay, well, I'm skeptical. Show me where I, you know, tell me your argument so that I can understand it. That's a far different form of skepticism, I think, than he's railing against. Or at least the, the way I see it. Because, you know, to me, uh, the pure skeptic is it, uh, not just intelli- yes. intellectually lazy, but not, doesn't even have the ability to engage uh, in, it in could, the discussion. It
2: could be, well, it's question. it could be unwilling or un, or unable. Un, I unable, think yes. it incorporates, inco- incorporates both. Well, in the case. effect is the same, most certainly. That's yes. correct. You won't yeah. necessarily know. That's an internal matter. Uh... But the the question itself of that kind of belies the answer that there's a hell of a lot of lazier, unwilling people out there.
1: Yes, I think
2: that's what he's he's, yes. he's kind of trying and to actually, talk
1: about. That laziness and unwillingness to engage the question. Yeah, uh, he might call a skeptic in, in that particular age is the prove it, uh, as you said, Martin. But in today's world, that very same point of view is even not going so far as to say prove it. It's just a, no, you're an idiot. Is that right, wrong? That's, yeah, so, oh, yeah. It's an out, yeah, out, yeah. out I mean, yes,
0: yes. Today's, today's environment, today's uh, cultural discussion moment or whatever, today's zeitgeist. I was going say, calling it a cultural discussion is very generous. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's very anti-Kantian. It's, I'm right, You're wrong. And therefore, not only are you wrong, you're evil, and thus must be destroyed. There, there's no sense of, my reason is restless, I want to hear what you have to say, let's lay it out for me. Yes, I will say this. And then that I want to take my theory and my yes. experience and hammer on what you're doing and see where you know where the difference Very
2: is. Very much like what we do here at Snake's Notters. Yes,
1: because it's exactly, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, not what I was going to say, but that's exactly lines up with what I was going to say. In that it is very much at the heart of the education we received at Bellerin, at that no, liberal no no arts education, engaging the mind to understand Learn to everything. Think. That's right, critical and, thinking question. But to us, especially Francis and I, the mind, unfettered by anything else, is a dangerous tool.
2: Well, yeah, yes, that's correct, because. Uh, And that's going to sound very elitist, but it's not meant that way. Well, because there's no object... The mind, by its very definition, is subjective in its outlook on life. It has to be. uh, Comparing it against objective truth requires a broadening beyond
1: itself. Right, and I wonder, given his um, emphasis on experience, does he even believe in objective truth? Because it's very much against religion. Uh, from what I can tell. Well, uh, yeah.
0: he, he does, because that's what he—that's the scaffolding of his moral system. And we'll talk about this next episode, about the categorical imperative. Yeah, and that's the big deal. That's right, that's yes, the categorical imperative. Yes. And all that stuff. So, the quote I was mangling is this one here. So, listeners, you're getting a bonus quote from Martin. If I have a book that thinks for me, a pastor who acts as my conscience, a physician who prescribes my diet, and so on, then I have no need to exert myself. I have no need to think. If only I can pay, others will take care of that disagreeable business for me. Ooh, so um, he's not endorsing that position, of course. Right. He's, he just, is, he's saying, "Here's here's this." You know, he's you commenting could, on the commonality. Of yeah, it. you could pay for all of these things and not exert yourself and not think. Well, and that, he says your reason is so restless. But you know what? That can't happen. Is this at the core of what is the, the problem of modern society?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because yes. most
0: people have decided, I'll pay. I'll pay for... Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll just pay.
1: And this includes our current social and political discussions. Right. I will pay by subscribing to whatever tribe I choose to belong to or think that I, have, I belong to automatically based on identity. Uh, and... I adopt that unthinkingly.
2: That's right. That Unbrushed. is That's exactly it. The, yes.
1: You know, in one way to describe our core problem in modern discourse and, is that there is that you know people subscribe to that one point of view that they adopt rather than they than they reason their way into. And Kant was a critic of that hundreds of years yes. ago. Yes, which ironically, I have I reasoned myself into my faith. Which is very much a very yes, Thomas because, Aquinas
0: because you are right. a convert. Yes, you, because I'm a convert. Yes, you you reasoned and experience combined in an intellectual inquiry. Yes, exactly to find a faith, um, and it was
1: not the intention when I started, which, which makes it, it even more experiential. So very Kantian in that mm-hmm. aspect. Yes, uh, which. You know, I, I don't know that he would accept that as a valid end end result because uh, you know there is one quote about uh, the end of dogma is the beginning of uh, uh, knowledge or freedom or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, but this quote he's talking about here is exactly the same thing. He
2: says you know do not accept this stuff just because somebody told you. It. Right. And that's and that's and that's his you know that's kind of his Bailey. Right. It, his it's wheelhouse. both
0: sides of it. It's don't just accept it because somebody told you, but at the same time. Just knocking it down is insufficient as well. That's correct. You have your, to go the whole way. Your reason is restless. It's going to make you do that inquiry based on learning and experience. I and, got a
1: great follow-up to that. And, and again, he would probably hate this. St. Augustine, our hearts are restless, O oh Lord, until they rest in you. Well, that's well, yeah. That's it, right, and that's and, not and, where and he would go. He would no, say, "But it's the same is concept.
0: Restless. Yes, it's very it much is. the same you to, if, if you yes.
2: work through your restlessness, you're going to arrive somewhere.
1: Yes. And now, you may not end up in the same place as someone else, that's even right. at the same starting point, because again, Everybody's our experiences are all subjective. But perhaps for him, the journey is the
2: the, the point. Oh, in many ways, that's correct because he's all about experience. Yeah, everything's about experience to him, and you cannot navigate uh, what uh, any of this without the experience. Now, the experience doesn't necessarily read, lead you to the right answer, but you can't. But it's the only way to get anywhere. I mean, you might, end up, you still might up and end up in Timbuktu instead of New York City, but you got to get on a train yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, and I should take that left turn in Albuquerque. I see. I'm I setting, setting that up for you. There are point. no
0: La Brea tar pits in Scotland.
2: That's right. There is no Las Vegas enjoyment, he enjoyment, anyway. We've slid into Bugs Bunny somehow there. But well, then, then the episode is a success already. I, I yeah, I
0: mean, when you get to my bunny lies over the sea, then, then you've really done something. Spoken like the
2: Scotsman, but that's anyway.
0: So that's really good for I think for the first one. So let's turn it over to Francis and let oh, him hit us. I'm, I'm going
2: to continue with this a little bit, but I'm going to simplify this down. Three words, gentlemen, three words. Statue Oh wait no no, no, no. <laughs> statute of limitations. <laughs> no. Statue rape. That's that's Three way back LaRue. Yeah, that's right. Way back in Hill Street Blues, which most of our younger listeners don't even oh, know. Oh my goodness, Hill Street
0: yeah. Blues, yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of Hill Street Blues. Yeah, I don't
2: either, but that, the, quote, I that quote has come yes. into our, our, our lexicon and, and it has stayed with us here. yes Yeah, somebody uh, talking to some guy named LaRue about a La, underage. Larue person. was one of the characters, he was one of yeah, the characters. Yeah, 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 obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's, I that's tell you. right. It's still that's a good show, comments. by the way. still a good show. If you can catch it in reruns, it's worth your time. Uh, but anyway, um, the three words that I'm going to give from Emmanuel Kant are, and this is kind of piggybacking what you're talking about, so we can probably breeze through this quickly, dare to think. I th- in my opinion, the operative word here is not necessarily think. It's it dare. is dare. That's exactly where I think Oh, that
0: this Yeah, because that, that's, again, a lot of what we've discussed, that idea of the There's lots of kinds of bravery. That's right. Being brave enough to think is one of them. That's correct. In many ways,
1: that is... Obviously, there is physical bravery, which is a whole nother category. But in a lot of societies, the daring to think can be just as dangerous. That's right, because it puts you outside
2: of, potentially, outside of the group. And we are tribal creatures. And we cannot...
1: And the tribe has grown much stronger in the last 20 years. Well, it,
2: it's 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 grown to the point where all the young, all the smaller versions of the tribe are subsumed under larger ones, and there's fewer of them. Yes, uh, yes. You're either yes. left politics or you're right politics, and anything in the middle is some sort of gradation of one or the other. And that's
1: kind of how we've polarized ourselves. Well, it's not even just politics with left and. That's right. just the that's, obvious. That's right. Yeah, why. yeah. I mean, you know, whether you're pro life or pro choice. Whether you're—I mean, anything, you know—gold sure. yeah. uh, standard or not, so. <laughs> yeah. But um, three coins of silver,
2: uh, and some of that—and and this is what I think Kant is talking about here—is when he uses that word "dare." Is some of that is almost a gravitational pull for many people. There are, and I'll, I'll and I'll steal the words from Gus McCrae about weak mindedness. That's kind of what he's talking about here. Is you should not allow yourself to be weak minded and. Only go with the herd. Only go with whichever way the wind blows. In fact, that is a sure means of destruction. I mean, the the, the book Lonesome Dove is it's about that. Uh, the character of Jake Spoon. That's what he does, and he ends up with a terrible end. As because of that, because he won't think for himself,
1: and he's, well, you know, the uh, let's put this in context. You know, we're talking about a time. You know, in the, the second half of the 18th century. Yeah. It was when he lived. And I don't know what year he wrote this, but whether it's, you know, 1749 or 1789, I mean, he didn't live to 89, I think was 85 was when he, when he died, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so whether it's 1785 or, or earlier, it could be a very dangerous thing to think outside the box, oh, absolutely. to think for oneself, to see any virtue in it, because yeah. that
2: could get you killed.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, you or,
2: know, or, or accused of treason in many respects.
1: Yes, you know, obviously in the United States in that time, uh, that would not be true. We would have been very much a yes, dare to think because we are totally well, he, he predate, trying new things. He predates us a little bit, well, he, a, but he dies after, right? Yeah, the exactly, formation of so. the United States after the right. revolution is won, right? Uh, and even so, before the revolution, I mean, we are very much in his lifetime daring to think. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, the the, the colonial American colonial
2: experience was such a change from where we came from. And some of that is because that's the reason we came here, uh, is we do not want anybody to tell us how to think. We want to think for ourselves. Some of that is enlightenment thinking. This is exactly what Kant is talking about and
1: saying it's a virtuous no. thing. I don't know. For a lot of people who came here, it wasn't... It was it wasn't enlightenment in the sense of the the, the secular sense, because most enlightenment thinkers are on the secular side. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, huh. you know, as we know, a lot of people came to the shores of America for religious freedom. Yeah. But then which again is a I don't tell it, me how to think. It's right. the it in their it's, mind yeah. it's the same thing. Yes. Yeah, it, it is an
0: intellectual uh, dare yes. You know, it, it is daring to be of a different faith and arriving at that faith through an intellectual process. Yes.
1: Oddly enough, though, once they get here, a good number, if not most of those who came, then turned right around and said, Well, no, you have to now conform to us. Now that we have arrived, yeah. you must conform. That's so, right. Well,
2: you know, uh, they've been bullied, so they themselves become bullies. In yes. That yes. The account. Puritans
1: in Massachusetts are a wonderful example of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, shit rolls downhill. Pretty much. Pretty so, much.
0: Um, but yeah. It, it, it's interesting how we, we've come back again to another intersection of intellect and faith. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where superficially they would seem to be at odds, but as we know, they are not. They can't be. Uh, that's right. At least,
1: no, that's not entirely true. Because again, that depends on your cultural foundations. The cultural foundations that the the West is founded on, no, right, because again. it's
0: so Augustine,
1: exactly. You, you know, know, it's Augustine. It, it's all of the Church Fathers. It's it's all well, of the Aquinas.
0: It's a very all through Aquinas, Aquinas and thing beyond of you have to explore your faith through an intellectual scaffolding, right?
1: Well, and if you look at how the the Christian faith develops, it develops in
0: multiple ways, but not the least of which is the persuasion. Yes. Of Others again. The idea of you can't just say, you know, you're a poopy head. You have to you have win to people a poopy over. Head. <laughs> you have to and win people is, over to your. It's position. very anti dogmatic. Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, it mean, has well, problems with that. In you know? the, as an example, in the public square, again, this the 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 discussion this summer around the Dawes decision has been, you know, one side lashing out primarily. But the other side saying, look, we've been making this argument now for 40 years. We've been trying to be persuasive about this argument on two fronts. One, the initial decision was wrong. And two, that, you know, there is a concept of life in the womb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not just a concept,
1: it's a reality. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, yeah. and yeah. say, yeah, that's, that's you know, argument. here's yeah. this
0: argument that we're making. You can disagree mm-hmm. with the argument, but what is your counter? And right now, the counter has just been the summer of I want well, screw you. Well,
1: it's and, a difference it's between
0: like it's, it's like no, guys, come on. Here's your moment. Persuade us. Well, and there, and therein lies well, the intellectual
2: bankruptcy of the argument.
0: Well, the
1: two sides not to, you know, rabbit hole this, but you know, you can make we can probably relate this to Kant fairly well. The two sides are approaching it from different perspectives. Mm-hmm so when you look at the 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 pro-abortion pro-choice whichever you know if you want to use the pro-choice for them fine it's not the one i would use but whatever uh it's all about power yes that's not how the pro-life even though the pro-choice refuses to acknowledge it that they think the pro-life side is also about power it's not it's not about controlling women's bodies It's about the life of the child in the womb. So it's it's an exploration of human potential. Yeah. And so coming out from those two different perspectives, in many ways, the pro-choice is that skeptic that says, prove it. It's like, well, we've been trying to prove it. You just won't listen.
0: We've been laying out an argument that you're not refuting. Right. And, and you're, I mean, you're, you're throwing famously, on us a yeah. position that is not
1: ours. In many ways, this is what Catholics have to deal with when, when talking with rabid anti-Catholics. Is they'll say, "Well, you guys worship statues." No, we don't. Yes, you do. I'm Catholic. I think I would know if I worship a statue. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. You no, know, you don't know that. You don't realize that you were really. At that point, there is no ability to have a discussion because you can't You're not talking about Bec- the same thing. Because
2: the very question itself is dogmatic at its base. Well, it's dog. It's, There's nothing it... wrong with dogma. Because I mean, am not sure saying dogma. that. I'm just saying that the problem you is you cannot argue against that, though. Because mm-hmm. I just deny it. Well, you know, but, the, that, you know, when it, well, when it very, comes to a dogmatic position, it's like I don't oh, care what you the say. The dog. Yeah, well, the dogma is that I believe that what you believe is this. Right. That's correct. And they're not willing to. No! You know, say, you know, dogmatic basically means you believe something absolutely without
1: any underpinning necessarily no, to it. No, no. You believe something absolutely. You cannot say without any underpinning because then you undermine our own faith. Well, no, I'm not well, without necessarily any proof. Again. But that's what dogma means. You don't no, necessarily, no, mean, no, know necessarily know it. Not necessarily
0: because um, uh, dogma it, is the result of the intellectual inquiry of the faith. Uh, not necessarily, but uh, dogmas but
1: we, that we... So, for instance, the, the dogma of uh, the Immaculate Conception, the dogma of the Assumption of Mary... Yeah, those are the... the, uh, the those are two that um, are... Uh, especially the Immaculate Conception, they are rooted in scriptural beliefs, but they are not explicit in scripture. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you can make the argument that... that Yes, they are dogma, but we believe them because of the intellectual development right. of that. Well, of the, the, the dogmatic yes,
2: portion yes. of that is we we did what we were going to say, we did all the intellectual background, and then make a definitive, authoritative, unarguable statement. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm... Right, it's unarguable, but it, that doesn't mean it's without proof. No, not at all. But, but that's what you were saying, so I'm not well, saying. what I'm trying to say is it's about... Nobody, que- it, when, once it's a dogma, nobody questions how you got there. It just is. And that's the Well, yes, because you have place.
1: to accept the authority. Whereas, yeah, or or the proof or whatever, well, whatever it is. Well, that the authority nothing. comes with the proof. Right. The proof comes with the authority. But, but again, from
0: whereas, a Kantian perspective, it's okay to question that because of your restless reason. But you have to be willing to listen to say I don't believe authority. it. You have to be willing to listen to the argument that gets you there, right? And, and that's again, why I say that using dogma
1: with the the, the pro choicers view of pro-lifers, yeah, is bad because their dogma truly does rest on nothing. Because they're se- cause their because their view is all power, that's how they are projecting yeah,
0: that, right? If, it's a, well, that it's is a their view, dogma. That's, yeah, it's whatever,
2: a, whatever I can do, I should be able to do what I wish because I can. That's, that's, right. a, that's a power liberal, argument. Well, it's yeah, I mean, liberal. It,
0: it is a yeah. it is an ego driven. Yes, there's s- some of that. You know, central. Yeah, you well, know. It,
2: s- well, I mean, it's 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 rooted in narcissism. In yes,
0: yeah, it, it is a, a and, rooted in again in, in which well, that's, that's dogmatic. The, though, the, the effect on, on self the of liberalism. Though. Yeah, 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 that's, and that's kind of where I'm going with all. Yeah, the effect on self rather the effect on others, and Kantian proposition would be no you must think of the effect on
2: others well and, and, and for the art to, to bring the argument full circle they simply deny that there is another in this case yes yes yes, yes. because you know mm-hmm. they they recognize the bankruptcy of that right. of not addressing that so you simply have to deny yes.
0: the other so again the point is as i pantomime the sharpening the razor on the strop you know the, the whole point is sharpen the blade make an argument convince me uh unfortunately I, I, some arguments my, my my reason is restless convince me so i think that's a good spot for a, a bourbon break yes uh, indeed right here so all right so what are you drinking sir i, I am still working
2: on the wild turkey 101 uh it's potent, gentlemen. It, uh,
1: now, is it the same glass, or did you pour some more? Not I didn't pour anymore. No, i more. Okay, the, so, you, oh, so you're really sipping yours. Very much so,
0: that's correct. And so stuff. you, it's not neat, you did have one ice one cube. One ice cube, that is right. correct, yes. But you had
1: it neat the first time, right? No,
0: no. Oh, I, you did, okay, yeah, I
1: put in. I, I have repented of my neatness. Uh, well, I have no problem with trying both ways. I think that's not a bad thing.
0: So, Mr. Howard, the bottle that stands before you. Um, so, you and I are doing this... Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Select. Yellowstone Select. What is the proof on this? Uh, this, I think, was a 90? 93. 93 proof. Uh, yeah. And uh, we've had some ice in this. This yes. is a brand new. We're here at Studio F. Yes, we just cracked it. And, uh, yes. yes, Francis just cracked it for us. A uh, Yellowstone, Yellowstone Select Landmark Edition. Yeah. Yes. And let me it's, tell you something. Uh, this is it's awesome. awesome. It is. It's very it's good.
1: freaking killer. Uh, you get that sweetness right out of the, the bottle, the, the bouquet, the scent, uh, immediately. Uh, it definitely does not have the same uh, bite that the uh, uh, the uh, Wild Turkey one oh one has. Uh, it, it is much smoother
2: it's in that. It's a little respect. lower in proof, but not yeah. a whole lot. I
1: mean but it's enough. I mean that's a you know
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I, I love the flavor of this. Yeah, uh, it, it's tremendous. Very mellow, very smooth. Um, a touch fruity. Yes, you got a little bit of that fruit and some sweetness. Um, well mixed, then with the woodsy uh, char flavor yes. as well. Um, wow, it's, it's really killer. interesting
1: that that um, that woodsy char flavor, which I think I've come to again, I'm totally speaking out my rear end. <clears throat> I associate that with the uh, with that bite, you know, along with the, uh, the the proof, and that's what gives that lingering effect in the mouth. I think, and this is that's where this primarily it's in the mouth again. Uh, a little bit different places than the wild turkey. Yeah. But um, what's interesting is that tends to linger on the tongue, that char, that woodsiness. whereas that sweetness is all through the mouth and down into the gullet. I mean, it really it doesn't overpower the char. They mix together. They're complementary. In an interesting way that many bourbons are not, whereas one usually tends to dominate the other. With the wild turkey, that the that bite dominates the sweetness that is in there. Uh, correct. Yes. That's... Whereas this, I think, it is a very complementary uh, blend, which is oh, very yeah. difficult.
0: Yeah, it, this is they, they balance the flavors in this outstandingly well. And yes, I, I, I'm just and I had, I'm bowled over.
1: I had two ice cubes. And I think one is is better for at least for the amount that I poured, because now because it melts fast. It does, yeah. Um, and two, watered it down just a little too much, but still, the the flavors even with that watering down still come out so well. Yeah.
0: Now, I had quite a bit of ice and and, and let it melt, and um, I tell you what, it, it's.
1: And what was the price point on this, Francis? Oh, it was,
0: uh, it was about 20, about thirty.
1: So again, similar similar. Price it's wing. very difficult to get hold of hmm. uh, the the, the Yellowstone so the, TV Yellow show. T-
2: yes, it has become almost a uh, a bit of a status symbol to be serving Yellowstone bourbon uh, because of the popularity of that TV show. I mean, I, I spoke to the folks at the place where I bought it. and said, "Well, you're lucky we got some because we don't often because it sells out immediately." It's made by a small a small distillery uh, down in uh, Lebanon, Kentucky. Uh, and they do a fantastic job with it because it's amazing. Yep. It's the real deal.
0: It's distilled and aged in Kentucky. Limestone Branch Distillery, Lebanon, Kentucky. That's right. And yeah, not far from here. They have a hit on their hands. This Very, much so. Very much so. Uh, it's an
1: interesting color. Uh, it almost looks like somebody has put tea in the bottle.
0: Yeah, it's a it, little paler it, than, yeah, that's than some it's of the others that are aged a little longer. It does not have an age statement. Uh, here on the bottle, but for as smooth as but, it is, uh, I would think it would almost
1: have to be And effective. it's, got, and it's More got a substantial
0: than, proof as well, uh, because so often it's a real you, sweet spot for when the you, proof. Yeah, when you get those higher proofs, real sweet spot,
2: you, you know, you, you sacrifice that smoothness sometimes. This yes. does not do that. Yes,
0: yeah. I mean, it's absolutely killer. Uh, yeah, very, very good. What a hit! What yes. a hit! So, I think that takes us to yeah, takes us oh, to wait, the camera. I, I do want to mention one other thing. We are about to break for lunch, and I. Scooped up a bottle of Verners. Yes. It's not ginger ale, it's ginger soda. Yes, that's so true. that's a salute to my friend Robert here. So
1: yes, being born and bred in Michigan, even though my parents both come from eastern Kentucky, uh, and there's the old joke for those of us who are from Michigan that, you know, what's in our uh, medicine cabinet is a can of chicken soup and a bottle of Verners. <laughs> and because when you're sick, you know, a lot of people oh they give Sprite or Seven Up, although Seven Up's not as big a brand as it used to be. And you know, in Michigan, you give Werner's. Yeah. And if you're sick, Verners will knock that crap right out of you, real
0: quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a you got a little stomach trouble, let's have some Canada Dry ginger ale. Nope, Verners is different.
1: Yes, it is different. It is uh, it is a stronger ginger soda. Yeah. Uh, than the Canada Canada Dry is it, it looks watered down even in comparison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, so I well, mean, it's well. kind of the color of the the. <coughs> The Yellowstone, Yellowstone yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh,
0: that is something we're going to have for lunch. We're going to yes. crack that when we break. So, and speaking,
1: of, so that now a lot of people would term that as a soft drink because uh, it is a carbonated beverage. Yes, uh, I do not count Verner's and Fago, both Michigan staples, uh, in, in the the pop, it's it is pop because it's Fago pop uh, in that soft drink category. So that is why it is the ex, the exception to my no soft drinks rule. Uh, speaking of which. <coughs> Uh, this recording marks not exactly the one year to the day anniversary, but pretty damn close, since I gave up all soft drinks. Yeah, marvelous stuff. And the only soft drinks I have had are Verner's and Fago Cream Soda, and I had those when I was in Michigan last uh, uh, April. Although yeah. the wife did, Mrs. Robert did get me some Verner's when I was sick, uh, sick as a dog a couple of months ago. Uh, which was nice to have.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm still the occasional root beer. Uh, that I, I do love root beer. Yeah. Now, if I want to have
1: a, a float. I would definitely do the root beer. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to the whole. Let's push out the sweet. Let's yes. not do. Let's not do the soft drinks. Speaking grains. of which, I'm holding um, to it.
1: Listeners, you have failed in a command that Francis has given you. Uh, a year ago and a month, when we recorded the again back to the uh, how did this happen? The rise of fascism. Yeah, uh, that's when I made the statement that I was going to give up soft drinks uh, and it would have to be the follow because so when I was doing that uh, that drink club at Circle K where you got basically a, every day you could get a free drink for a flat fee for the month, which was great when you're drinking them. But man, so in that episode, Francis said to the, our listeners, listeners, uh, write in, make me take this step that the, the fellows have taken and join them in the giving up of soft drinks, uh, which he has yet to do. No, I have yet to do that. So I, uh, so on the one hand, I could lay that blame at Francis's feet and say, you have failed in your duty, Francis. But on the other hand, we could also lay that at the feet of our listeners, who did not apparently uh, cajole him enough
0: into giving it up. He needs the peer pressure. He does. Beyond, beyond just us. Yes, apparently so. Yes. Oh, joy. <laughs> so, I I get it. They're difficult. To, they are. To give up. I mean, they are they are wonderful, but no. I I tell you what, I not that I don't have other health issues, but I right. think I just feel better pushing that sugar. are just so much sugar in the damn yes, things. Yes, and bad sugar, too. You know, not that I'm losing any serious weight or anything, but I think it has helped at least stabilize my weight. Um, and I just, I feel like I taste things better, just limiting myself to kind of one a week or one every two weeks. Yeah. And after a while... I have found I really don't miss them that much.
1: I thought I was going to have a harder time than I did. Uh, of course, I replaced the caffeine with coffee. Yes, and, and uh, again, it's
0: it's different a different thing. Caffeine yes. versus the sugar. I am drinking unsweet tea, so I still get the massive dose of caffeine that keeps right. me, you know, from becoming a murderous lunatic.
1: Right, uh, keeps the headaches away. <laughs> you know that's a very real thing. Giving up caffeine causes headaches, massive headaches. It, it is. This. It's an addictive
0: substance. It it's is. No, no question. It's a an addictive stimulant.
1: So, uh, but yeah. I did not miss it nearly as much as I thought I would. Yeah. It was very easy. Yeah. Uh, for me to give up because originally it was the carbonation. Like when I give it up for Lent, I did not miss the carbonation because I really don't even drink the carbonated uh, lemonades that I used to. Because yeah. the carbonation, uh, it just sits up here in my chest. Because the the lap man, I've talked about that before. Even though I don't follow my protocols, it uh, you know I still have yeah. to deal with that effect. Yeah. Uh, but also high acid stuff, I can't drink anymore. That's one of the reasons why I don't even drink the lemonades anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's I, mean very I still exciting. like
0: lemonade. I still Push- like. Uh... I love um,
1: it. It's just hard to drink sometimes. Carbonated
0: water, I will still do the flavor, a little bit of flavor in the water. Yeah. Because I do miss having flavor. It's Yes. So I, I love
1: drinking the cold water because I, I drink a lot of it. Yeah. But after a while, I was like, man, I need something else.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, a little, what do they call it, uh, boob, bubbly? bubbly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I usually have a pack of that around the house. Yeah. To have a little bit of flavor. But again, that's a zero-sugar, zero-artificial sweetener, even. I'll do
1: crystal-light teas or grape drinks or whatever. Same kind yeah. of thing. Anyways, uh,
0: that is a really good bourbon break. Really good bourbon, really long. So let's turn it over to Robert to hammer this all together for so, us. So, uh, as I want to do, gentlemen, would you please repeat your quotes? Certainly. So we have a basis for my understanding. Simply to acquiesce in skepticism can never suffice... To overcome the restlessness of reason. And I really love that word, restlessness. Yes. Your reason, yes. Your, your your intellectual inquiry should be restless. It speaks to the eternal quest
1: that we are on to understand. To understand. Not knowledge. Right. Understanding. Understanding. Because knowledge is worthless without the understanding, Yeah, in my opinion. Uh, so Francis, dare to think—three words. Dare to think, dare to think, which we talked about in the context of being brave. That's correct. Yeah, dare uh, is the operative word. Dare is, is the operative word there for you, but also to think because yeah. so little of that does go on. So I have a quote picked out um, about experience and theory, which I was going to go with because yeah, it, uh, it's really good. But then my eye caught this one, and I think I got to go with this. This is from his. Uh, prolegomena to any future metaphysics. That's what it's it basically early work, work, is what yeah, I'm guessing I, it is. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's kind of like his second or third big work. Yeah. Um, sort of after the Critique of Pure Reason. Which right. is his numero uno, his yeah, matumos,
2: yeah. yes.
1: So, this one caught my eye because it speaks to so much of what we talk about so often. All false art, all vain wisdom, lasts its time, but finally destroys itself, and its highest culture is also the epic of its decay. There's a lot to unpack. Oh, one. yeah, yeah, there's a, a lot yeah. to unpack. I may have it.
0: had too much Yellowstone bourbon to unpack that one, so you may have to carry this. Well, that's my job, is the hammer, is to carry it. I mean, rock it and it roll. Is, it is. Get it. So The Ayatollah of rock and roll-up. This is the Lord Humongous.
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're making any comment about your girth. No, no, of course not. Oh, yes. Or my length. I this.
0: just recently wow. rewatched Road Warrior. Ah. Uh, it's on Tubi right now. Tubi is, Excellent. Like awesome it's, free still is an awesome pre still awesome, awesome, yes. awesome yes. movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
1: so, all false art, all vain wisdom. I like those phrases because it speaks to a lot of what i believe so all false what? art and vain wisdom to me that is the epitome of uh the pursuit of what is a lie now Grant, yeah. saying that also says you know, is making some pretty dogmatic statements you know to, to well, talk yeah, about what... it, it, it has a presumption mm-hmm. that there are
2: such things because yes. there are many arguments that say it's my expression my art that that very selfish type of narcissism that goes out here, but who are you to critique my art? Well, Kant says, you know, it could right. be.
1: Well, you know, there's also another quote about art. It where could be shit. He, where he talks about uh, art uh, and nature, and nature is only beautiful because it looks like art, which I find interesting that art is not beautiful because it looks like nature. Uh, but it implies, because you're talking about nature, is something is fixed. That there is an absolute, right? And I don't know that he would necessarily go there, but obviously... I would, and if something is, if, you know, not all art is false, obviously, because he's saying all false art, that implies there is true art. Mm -hmm. And that all vain wisdom, that implies that there is all, that there is some wisdom that is not vain. And by vain, is very narcissistic. Right, yeah. So, you know, and he's linking the two. And I think that's very true. The art that is narcissistic, the wisdom that is narcissistic, is very much going to be false and to me that is very much in line with that the skeptic position that we defined with martin's statement about, because we were saying it's lazy yeah. that it just yeah. stops at the well i don't believe that yeah, yeah. It, not, it. it doesn't even go so far as to say well show me how you're right and i'm wrong or why i don't believe it
0: yes why i don't believe it again,
1: for don't. martin the why and the how are very important to your skepticism Because otherwise, there's no engagement. And that's important for you. And that's important for all of us. Because I'd say we're all a bit bit of a skeptic in many ways. In the sense that we want to understand. Yeah, Uh, Kant's not implying the skepticism is bad or even evil. No. Not at all. The skeptic that stops at the... at that point is bad. Yeah. It's intellectually dishonest. Because I think the restlessness that speaks to you, Martin, is inherent in a fully lived skepticism. Well, that's... Cox implied that. I yeah, well, I don't know necessarily that he is, but I think for us, it is. Yeah. It's implied in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the under, lacking the understanding uh, means that it is not self-centered. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you seek to understand, seek to, be, to understand rather than be understood, to use a, uh, a, a seven habits phrase... Seek first to understand rather than be understood. That's very Franciscan, too. Y- yes, yes. Uh, it, it implies community. It implies engagement. Whereas false art, vain wisdom, does not. It is all about the self, all about
0: this is what I say is true and nothing else can... Right, imp- which can... is, a, again, a consistent Kantian position of it's not about you Exactly. exactly. It's about your relationship to others, right? Which oddly it's enough, seeing them as an end to yes. themselves, not a mean to your ends, right? Which oddly enough is a very Catholic position. Yeah. I mean, you really don't get much more Catholic than that position. So that's filtering into Kant, even though he doesn't under he doesn't get it.
1: Well, he would reject, I think, any organized religion because. Even though because he's still very much uh, in that uh, enlightenment period. so he is still very much a, you know, it may all begin may not uh, it may all may not all be about me, but it probably begins and ends with me because again, he's all about the experience. right. So that's very much a individual approach.
0: I, I just I find that fascinating that again, he's he's searching for a moral scaffolding outside of the religion and the theology that he's used to, but he can't escape it. Exactly. It's still ingrained into his experience so much that it still comes out in these intellectual propositions that he gets exactly. to. Which, to me, speaks of the truth
1: of the faith as well as what he's trying to do. Uh, he's, just, he's just... I don't know if he realizes he can't escape it or not. Because a lot of times... He
0: I, doesn't. I don't think he does. I don't think he realizes he's not mm-hmm. really escaping uh faith right um, it's just funny he's kind of the he's kind of stumbled into
1: the same proposition, which to me also speaks of the truth of what Augustine talked about with natural law yeah you know natural law being written on our he's hearts. trying to
0: find something outside of Augustine and Aquinas,
1: but he's there anyway. he's there anyway because it is a near universal in the human experience that murder is wrong, that theft is wrong. That sleeping with somebody else's wife is wrong.
0: Right, because there is an injury there that in, in the Kantian worldview is you're you're using others as a means to an end, not to an end of themselves. Right, well, there's a double
1: injury. There's that injury, as well as the injury to, uh, to just what is inherently good. Uh, you know, there's the... Because, you know, theft... You know, They're wrong in and of themselves as well as the injury to the other the person you are stealing from whether it's their life or their uh their wife or uh, their their goods uh or it is the the injury to the person uh because we're using them as as things uh i think that pretty much covers the the the, the piece with with martin and his skepticism and, and what have you so your quote about dare well not about it it was dare to think right i think the false art the vain wisdom again that narcissistic it presupposes that there is no thinking and by thinking we i think we mean critical thinking yeah i think that's a fair because critical thinking is also at the heart of your pursuit that restlessness the restlessness reason. true intellectual thinking yeah an intellectually honest because we can think okay I think A, or I believe A, mm-hmm. therefore I think B, C, D, and E, and so on, but that's not really critical thinking. Right. I mean, well,
2: the entire political process for me is, yes. is just that. They are technically thinking, but there's no
1: cr- criticalness. Right, but it's false art. It's vain wisdom. Mm-hmm. Very much so, yes. And, and on all oh, sides of this Vain wisdom.
0: Yeah, I, lo- I love I, that. I saw Vain, vain wisdom. wisdom open for Marilyn Manson in 08. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Was it a good show? Uh, no, the vain wisdom's bassist was was way too messed up, yeah, and he was a little a, shallow. He was off. He yeah, was yeah, off yeah. Uh, off the low end.
1: Yes. So this this vain wisdom to me, because again, that's the, the the thinking part. That that's is a right. lack of critical thinking. And I like that he talks about how it has its time, meaning it's going to have weight. Yeah. But it destroys itself, which actually, in a way, gives us some hope. Maybe not in our lifetime. But some hope that the the current milieu of, of
0: bullshit. Good word. I the Zeitgeist that. of Mid-view. Bullshit. The
1: Zeitgeist of Bullshit, yes. Which is
0: another awesome band. Name. In the midst yes. of the <laughs> mid I love
2: yes. that word. Which you keep going. Another awesome besides
0: besides Van uh, Vain Wisdom, the yes. Zeitgeist of Bullshit, which is a little long to put on an album cover, but it is But a, it would be a great
1: it, it is a great a good, uh, punk act, I think. Yes, the zeitgeist yes. of Bullshit. Um that maybe at some point it will burn itself out and you know and, and its highest culture it says is the is it's also its epoch of its decay oh, which i true. love that because the epoch of its decay meaning it that's the glory the glory time right yeah so at its worst is what is also in the in its greatest decay which i think is also true when we think about today's world oh the beauty of the paradox there is just it's just amazing. isn't it though? No? yes yeah, the paradox that's, that's, it, it that's, is such a great paradox and it's all because it's a lack of engagement of our critical reasoning skills and the inability or the unwillingness.
0: unwillingness to dare to think. So that leads me to then a question for you, Robert and Francis. Lay it on me, brother. What are we waiting for? Do, or do we need someone to emerge as the person to lead us out of the epic of decay i'm a little torn on that um because
1: i i think i've said it often enough i think it's well known if you've listened to the show that i believe that our current path and it's not said the path could not be changed but that i don't see under certain under current circumstances that anything will change until there is a cultural or economic or some kind of societal collapse whether it's full scale or whether it's relatively minor or moderate or but there's some kind of a catastrophic event collapse or crisis either or both let's let's go with crisis crisis sounds a lot easier to uh, well, to, if, to navigate yeah because otherwise there's there's too many variables well well yeah there's always even in a crisis there's going to be too many variables because yeah. the nation the world is we're so complex we're going to
0: need a crisis then for someone or for something to emerge to lead us out of the decay and get us back on a path of inel- of honest intellectual inquiry. Yeah, that, and that will improve our culture. That
1: is the hope. I'm not entirely convinced that those are A to B to C to D for this reason.
0: It may not be linear. Yes, okay. it may not
1: be linear in the sense that, in that one lifetime will see that because the crisis or if it leads to a collapse could mean that we have a hundred years or a thousand years of a dark age of some kind well that's right we've been to this movie before unfortunately right and you know because the things that mitigated the dark ages the, what I would prefer to call the Middle Ages. Right. Because I think the true Dark Age was much smaller than what people say. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that w- because the church does not have the same position in society that it did 1500 years ago, I don't know that there's anything there to be the caretaker of knowledge and reason that the church was at the beginning of, at the, at the collapse of Rome. Yeah and you know there have been societal cultural collapses in the past you know the the greeks had writing thousands you know a thousand years before we think of plato and socrates and they had learning and all of that but they had their own dark ages but they lost writing in that collapse if we lose writing then we lose that that link to our past knowledge oh absolutely yeah. and that link to the past reason That's why, in the name of the rose, uh, William of Baskerville, why he is so, uh, such an intellectual, why he is so excited at the thought of getting to the library at that monastery, because it represents all the lost wisdom of the ages. Now, it's not all of it, and it's not the only repository, obviously, because Aquinas, he has access to those texts, or at least some of what was lost, because, you know, he very much Uh, uses uh, uh, the the ancient philosophers of Aristotle uh, primarily and and others Mm -hmm. to reopen intellectual uh, inquiry, which is a phenomenal thing. Again, but that's a churchman doing it. So honestly, I'm not entirely sure where things will go. I, I hope that some crisis will come about that will make everybody sit up and realize, man, this is stupid what we've been doing. Yeah. I worry though that we are so narcissistic, and so tribal, that the only way out of that is to destroy the tribes.
2: In order for them to be re- to be
1: rebuilt. To so have something else be rebuilt. Yeah, that's uh, the tribes. Now, does that mean tribes of being an American or the tribes of being a Democrat and a Republican? Because honestly, I'd be perfectly happy with blowing up both parties and saying anybody, any of you, assholes. That are currently in power or have positions of authority in those structures, you are forever barred from any type of authority position again. <laughs> I'd be perfectly fine with that. Let's start over and let's I start over. On the web. Yeah, it's
2: it's right. <laughs> Shut um, up, Siri.
1: So, anyways, that's so I don't know. So, Francis, Francis how what about, about you? yeah?
0: How about where where are you, man?
2: Oh, on on this, uh, I think uh, the great enemy is narcissism in many respects because ultimately that is simple selfishness. Uh, so many of the arguments made in today's society stem from that. You can't call someone that because that's an insult because everybody knows it's not the way it's supposed to be. And yet everybody still uses the tools.
1: But, so what's the way out of it? Because I think that's the, the key to your question. Ah, yeah. Yeah. is it? So, do, are we waiting for somebody? Are we waiting, because I think where you might be thinking, are we waiting for another Ronald Reagan? Well, I mean, it's the same argument, or a Margaret Thatcher, or, a or Pope Napoleon. John Paul. Come on, it's the same argument. Or is it a Napoleon? We want somebody, a Franco.
2: somebody, who is strong enough to calm the waters. Usually, that does not end well because humanity always suffers. Right? In Do the we presence. end up with another
1: Putin, another Hitler, another well, Stalin? It's the same, it's the same another, uh, argument.
2: Mussolini. Uh, the 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 argument. The the solution is possibly beyond us because it involves changing. Or it, uh, not necessarily changing, but modifying, or redirecting is probably the best word. Uh, the worst angels of our nature, uh, to use Lincoln as as a, yeah. as a as a thing. We have yeah. to we have to make certain that enough people recognize the the absolute necessity and glory of service to others. The problem is. That can't be nebulous. It has to be something. Concrete. Yeah, I mean, right now people don't understand what the real service argument, is. The same, they, yeah. it goes back to the same issue, because that only comes in the context of either the church or the state, yeah. and both of them can be tyrannical. Yes, and yes. That, and in And we say state. that as Catholics, absolutely. Yes, yeah. uh, I'm, not, I'm not implying any necessarily is that's currently around, but I'm not saying they can't. They're not right. Uh, any
1: authoritarian structure can descend into despotism. And I'm not so sure that it doesn't, inevitably so, but that is a longer discussion. It is. it can be cyclical, yes, but Uh, once it descends into into despotism, it is very rare for it to to climb back out without destruction. That's right, yeah. The church is the only one that has done it.
2: But it's been remade. It's remade itself in many ways. Well,
1: it's been... I I, I want to be careful using the term remade because... um, I, I prefer when it comes to the church, we say reform, and, and not reform yeah. as in, you know, take this lump of clay and make it into something else, but right. reform as in, um, we, we fix what well, is wrong. that's what I'm speaking of here. But when recognize... it comes to political despotism, there is no fixing generally. It's usually replaced. Right. And that's why I say the church is the only one to ever reform, because... The institution has been around for two thousand years, and, and and a good example of how futile that
2: ultimately is. You can go back to uh, Gorbachev's attempt to remake the Soviet yes. Union. He really tried, and he came damn close. Ironically, though, the forces of history, and it goes back to those three days in coup, it for forever destru- destroyed that. Op- he could not remake it after that. It had to be destroyed. Well, it destroyed itself. It never made it that far.
1: Yeah. Well, could you make the argument though that if the if the plotters had not gone forward, would he have been successful in remaking? Uh, he had a plan,
2: and he had a structure. Uh, therein lives you will never know, of course. Of course,
1: I think, though... He if, believed he
0: could. He believed yeah,
1: I think he even could. in the restructuring, though, it would have ended up with the dissolution. He would have been out on the outside anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean... The, it just wouldn't have been violent. Yeah, I mean, he's feeding you one slice of cake when you want... The, the only real solution is to have, know, have the whole cake.
2: His, his The New Union Treaty, which he was planning on signing... Would have given each state in in the Soviet Union sovereign authority under him, and they were
0: ready to sign it. Now, what? Well, that's because I think but they it, all recognized it didn't really move from well, it never the, got a chance. That's the thing. Yeah, even even that structure did not move to economic independence. So well, I think in the end it's it, a failure. Well, yeah, it, well it didn't happen, so it's, yeah. it's kind of irrelevant. Anyway. Different yeah. rabbit hole. We're at an hour. I'll just I'll just wrap this up by saying I'm oddly enough I'm not as pessimistic as Robert. I know that is but oddly enough. Yeah. I, I am optimistic that perhaps the crisis is already upon us. We're we're dog paddling enough to stay afloat during the crisis, and hopefully. Something or someone will then emerge that will sharpen the arguments and get us to a point where we can re- recover some semblance of unity and and mm. move forward uh, and hopefully heal up a little bit. The, my only
1: issue with that with that position is this: is that one half is looking at a particular individual as that savior whereas the other half are looking at that individual as the person we need to be saved from
2: that's great so one man's savior is another man's tyrant
1: right and i think so that's why i say that that i don't know that the crisis is upon us yet because there is yet there is nothing i don't see anyone coming out uh, of the again the the zeitgeist of bullshit or the cultural milieu that we are in as the third way between uh, the the two sides yet because honestly I think we have to get past uh, the current individuals I think only after they are dead and gone yeah is yeah. that possible
0: and certainly the adoration of a person as a substitute for
1: intellectual Intellectual mm.
0: belief or intellectual inquiry uh, is a is a hurdle that may be too tall to it's, overcome. It's, it's, a,
2: it's a false dichotomy. I don't see that,
1: that you could ever. Just so listeners understand, I don't think you and I are talking specifically about Trump. We're talking about Trump or Hillary or Biden or Obama, yes, or any yeah, of them, right? Any and, cult and, of personality.
0: Anytime yes. you substitute adoration of an individual for. Whether intellectual it's inquiry, Trump,
1: AOC, Kamala Harris, Joe
0: well, Biden, it, because doesn't matter because doesn't it's
2: matter. not just it's not always in the person; it's the party as well. And ultimately, that's kind of how this has come about: is you're ad, you're adulating the party and whoever they tell you is your current it is flavor.
1: Very much a Soviet. Kind of thing, yeah, yes. which I find abhorrent that it, it happens here in this country. Yeah. Oh,
2: absolutely, because we want to worship something bigger than ourselves, yeah. and it's very easy to have that uh, corrupted. As to told to move, would say. yeah,
0: to move your worship from the idea to the individual.
2: Oh, I mean, well, is, is I, I, very destructive.
0: I, well, I mean, you're, you're
2: giving the benefit of the doubt that they're worshiping an idea to begin with. I'm saying they're worshiping the tribe. There is not necessarily any idea there. Well, I think
1: that it's, the it's tribe divided. coalesces around an idea. Oh, it, it, it co-ops them, I think, and the, brings the them the in. the tribe because it's then a... supplants the idea. Correct. Because yes. Trump came to power largely on a populist idea that the little guy is getting screwed. Yeah, that's it. And it was his set of little guys. Whereas Obama came to power, and uh, uh, the uh, Occupy Wall Street became a movement, which ultimately you know, is all tied in with the Democratic side, started with the idea that the little guy is being screwed. Yeah. So they have taken the same concept from different points of view and co-opted them into a movement and a tribe that is no longer cares about the little guy. Only itself. Only
0: itself. Which, right. again, you know, that's an entirely different thing. So, anyway... Uh again another episode that went longer than I expected. Well you know, done, Fellas. And well we haven't
2: done. We didn't did himself much. That's next episode though. So. Yes. Wow. so
0: so yes, that we uh So go ahead,
2: Francis. Next episode, brother. Well, yeah, I mean we're going we're going I suspect we'll continue the discussion because I don't see how we can uh with with Emmanuel call himself his background philosophy, his underpinnings and both the right and the wrong with it, he still rises to that to the top of the heap in many respects. His work is so influential; almost everything that came after it, uh, it's it's kind of he's kind of like broke time in half. You know, there's before Kant and there's after Kant. It's really worth some study, and we're gonna do that next time. Yes, so. get get used to the phrase
0: categorical imperative. That's right, because it's coming. It's coming. Hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes published every Friday at noon Eastern. Spread the word.
1: We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com.
2: I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week, same snake time, same otter channel.